This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Normally, uh, that gentleman is always correct. However, today there's a little wrinkle in the ointment, as it were. Uh, Charlie is up in the Yukon at a wedding today. And instead of Charlie, we welcome once again Dennis Flanagan from Landscape Ontario. Hi, good morning, Dennis. Hey, good morning, Frank. Last I saw you, my friend, was on a little golf course uh, on Highway 48 there, Maples of uh, Ballantrae. Yes. Ninth hole. We only played nine. <laughs> and uh, I'd suffered through, you know, and not having played for four years. Uh, maybe get, I think I had one uh, par, a uh, par three, but the rest were eights, which, of course, were really, really <laughs> were more than that. But then on the ninth hole, it was only about 115 yards, but over a pond, mm-hmm. I put one, two, three, plunk, plunk, plunk. <laughs> so Dennis throws me a golf. He says, I'll make it four. And I did. So <laughs> we had a great time, though. Just yeah, super time. We, yeah, we did a lot for the sod industry that day. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, let me get the phone numbers on the air here so we can get folks lined up who want to talk to you about anything gardening. Uh, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit about uh, where you work and, and what you do with Landscape Ontario. Here are the numbers to reach Dennis Flanagan here on The Garden Show. In Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Then anywhere else in the province, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And, uh, yeah, oh, if you uh, keep in mind our little mantra, call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, uh, Nathaniel is on the uh, board today so when you have a chat with him calling in and you're a first time caller let him know and then when you get to the air you're gonna hear that okay get your little welcoming bell as it were get your wings now landscape ontario tell us a little bit about that dennis uh yeah well we're based our our main office is in uh, milton on Mm -hmm. ontario on the uh, you sit off the 401 uh, by james snow parkway there and at the moment, we've got some beautiful child gardens in full bloom there. We do that in partnership with the uh, University of Golf. Um, that's a very exciting program. And we welcome anyone that wants to pop in and have a look. But we're a not-for-profit association mm-hmm. uh, based nine chapters across the province, from Windsor to Sault Ste. Marie to uh, out to Ottawa. And we're really a membership of uh, professionals in the green industry. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, occasionally this time of year, Frank, I'll get a call from someone and they're in the middle of a disastrous project that's gone wrong. And then I have to ask the awkward questions about, well, you know, did, did you check the people out? Did you check the oh, references? Yeah, did yeah. you get a contract? So really that's what we like to promote mm-hmm. um, to... Uh, dealing with reputable people. Dealing with firms. reputable people. Yeah. And make sure you're going through the right steps. Before. Like an arborist, for instance. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Make sure they're certified. Make sure they've got liability insurance. All those important things that you 
before someone's starting to work on your property. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we're all about. Okay, that's good. Well, keep that in mind. And uh, your website would be uh, LandscapeOntario.com. LandscapeOntario.com. Lots and lots of information on there um, Mm -hmm. uh, from professionals in the industry and, and just about any gardening, horticultural question you can just about find the answer to. Right. Uh, and you were mentioning just before we came in the studio about a, a big meeting you were to yesterday. Yeah. I, yeah, I know uh, Frank, you and Charlie uh, promote the horticultural associations and all their meetings mm-hmm. throughout the year. And once a year they have a convention. And, and yesterday it was in, in Markham, uh, which was fabulous. Several hundred horticultural members from all across the province gathered. And what a great bunch of people they are. They, they're so enthusiastic. Um, and, and to me, uh, they're the lifeblood of gardening um, in Ontario and in, in Canada. Um, and I think I'd like to suggest that whoever's listening today should belong to their local horticultural society. Good idea. Okay, let me refresh those uh, phone numbers in your mind, my friends. And uh, then we have to take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back to chat with the, our callers. In Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. You are listening to The Garden Show, today with Dennis Flanagan, here on Zuma Radio AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, phlox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And instead of uh, Charlie, of course, we have Dennis Flanagan. Dennis, I'd like you to meet Trish, who's our first caller this morning. Hi, Trish. Good morning, Charlie. Hank and Dennis. Hi, Trish. Um, uh, We have this strange plant. It's called um, M-E-D-I-N-I-L-L-A. Well, this thing just grows big, beautiful green leaves. And now it seems to be getting top-heavy, and it's grown out into a V, but it won't bloom. Hmm. what do I do about it? You want to spell that again for me? M-E-D. Yeah. I-N. Yeah. I-L-L-A. Nendilia. Okay. Um, and when you, when you bought it, um, d- do you remember what uh, they said it was going to do? Nothing. It, Nothing. It, it, okay. It was just sitting there on the shelf and... Uh, it had a few blooms, and yeah. so once they died off, nothing happened again. Okay, and what color were the blooms? Pink. They were pink. Alrighty. So um, I, th- I, th- I think um, I think the spelling's slightly wrong, but anyway, um, I'm taking a guess at, at this that um, f- flowering with all plants boils down to two things, which is um, sunshine and fertilizer. So if we can nail those two uh, correct answers. Uh, I, th- I think you're going to have some success. What sort of sun is it in? What sort of light? Well, it's it's um, it's got the light from the window. So is it right in the window, Trish? No, no, it's away from the window. Okay, so it's just in light. But I've given it yeah. fertilizer and I've stopped fertilizer. Yeah. Are you are you in a condo or a house? A house. Get it outside. Put it outside. Yeah, absolutely. Get it mm-hmm. outside for the for sunshine. The, yeah, and, get yeah. some get some sunshine outside. Um, put a, a um, high middle number fertilizer, um, a li- liquid based fertilizer, 
give it a boost, get it outside, send it on a little vacation in your garden. <laughs> yeah. And I think you might uh, reap the benefits then. But it must have direct sun at all. At least four or five hours, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, right. give that all a right. try. Thank you very much. Okay, Trish, thank you for calling in here on The Garden Show on Zoomer Radio. And, oh, my goodness, you're usually first in line, Josephine, but today, here you are coming up in second. Good morning and welcome to the show. My goodness, Trish beat me to the punch. I know she did. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a silver medal. Oh, I was holding for a long time, too. I guess they get tired of hearing the ring. Maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> I have a question. Now, Charlie Dobbin last week gave the formula for hyacinths. All my hyacinths are turning pink. The big one was originally blue. And what I would like to know is what is it now? Hmm. Are we hyacinths or hydrangeas? Uh, hydrangeas. Oh, okay. Now, 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 right. now I'm on board. <laughs> hey, it's a rough morning for me this morning. That's all right. Yeah, join, join the club. Um, yeah, hydrangeas have that habit of, of drifting between pinks and blues, and it's all to do uh, with, with the acidity in the soil. So Charlie probably recommended using some sort of uh, superphosphate. Did she? Do you remember? No, she gave three specific things for keeping the colors. Hmm. I okay. may have to wait for her to come back. Well, I, t- I tell you what. Or she might be listening from the Yukon. Uh, she so, Charlie, she, you call in. <laughs> <laughs> she she might be, but I'm. Uh, it's it's all to do with the um, acidity or the alkaline content in the soil. That's what changes uh, changes that color. So well, right now, I have beautiful big pink blooms. Right. But I lost my blue one. You lost your you lost your blue one. It's ones. all pink and yeah. mauve. Um so uh, so I don't step on Charlie's toes because I've done that before and and it's not a nice thing. Um <laughs> 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 we're we're going to we're going to park this park this one to make sure we've got exactly the same advice she gave you last week. And you're right, Frank, is, is Charlie's listening? She can she can oh, phone sure. in. Sure. And I you know, I I don't want to give misinformation or we don't want to correct Charlie, do we? Not oh, on live no. radio. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've right. been the recipient of a kick in the ankles uh, when I've tried to do that. I don't think she'll do that. Okay. <laughs> no. All righty. Thanks for the call, though. Thanks, Josephine. You're very welcome. All the very, very best of luck with that. Right. Okay, we have to take a little bit of a break here and come back. Uh, Dennis Flanagan, our special guest host today here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And Dennis Flanagan in here this morning for Charlie. I want to introduce you to Sharon, who's on the line. Where are you calling from, Sharon? West Lorne. West Lorne, okay. I've called several times before. Very good, all righty. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Um, I'm calling for a friend um, about a hydrangea that she has. Um, she's had it for about five years. Um, she can't remember uh, since she's had it, um, whether it was white or blue when she got it, but it's never flowered. Mm. And she's wondering just what was the matter. You know, um, she has it, it, it's in the sun, um, and, uh, she gets, you know, most of the sun till about the middle of the afternoon. And, um, she says it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's about maybe four, four and a half feet high and about the same width in that, too. And it comes up every year, and it has several good stalks on it and whatever, but it's never bloomed, and she'd mm. like to know what to do. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good. Qu- I've got one of those too, you know. Actually, uh, it's it's what we call uh, when the plant uh, has gone vegetative, which means it produces a lot of uh, foliage, a lot of green growth, but very little flower set. Um, and really, uh, the secret to that is to downplay the amount of nitrogen fertilizer you're giving it. Um, make sure you've got a nice mulch of uh, a pine uh, mulch around the base of it. And um, if you can, fertilize it with a, with a superphosphate fertilizer, which is going to hopefully uh, set some flower buds for you. Uh, so that's, what, that's what's happening there. And the more uh, vegetative it gets, the more it tends to shade uh, the, f- the flower buds set too. And that, that increases the, the problem of no flowers. So in, in short, um, you know, try... Um, and, and I've seen this, you know, by, by mistake. Uh, some pl- sometimes uh, plants are, too, uh, are close to a lawn and people are uh, fertilizing their lawn with a high nitrogen fertilizer. The overspill is actually feeding the, the plants next to the lawn. I see. And, and, and so that's something I've often seen in gardens. So uh, let's see if we can cut down on the nitrogen a nice layer of mulch and a super, super phosphate uh, to see if we can get some... Okay, um, and on the um, on the fertilizer, the super um, yeah. phosphate, it'll tell how much to put on. It 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 will. Yeah, yeah. go okay. to a go to a nearby uh, garden center and huh. uh, get get some uh, high quality fertilizer and some good directions. Yeah. Okay, fine. Thank That's, you very uh, much, and have a great week. Well, thank, thank you very you. much, Sharon. Same to you. Thanks for joining us Bye-bye. here on the garden show. Yeah, take care now. Uh, and oh, I've got to do a little. Funereal uh, music mm. here for Dorothy. Dead plant, Dorothy. Dead. What's going on? Hi, Dorothy. Hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. I bought a. Uh, good morning. I bought a cyclamen plant three weeks ago, and it was lovely in bloom and everything else. And then the leaves sort of fell over, and I was told I was supposed to water it from the basement, from the bottom. Instead yep. of the top. Yep. And I tried that, and the, the water didn't seem to go up very high, and it didn't seem to come back. So then I watered it from the top like I do for the other plants, and it's still droopy. Mm. Oh. Unfortunately, the, the reaction to overwatering or underwatering tends to be the same on many plants, and, and that's why it's hard to uh, detect. But the secret with cyclamen is to let them dry out in between waterings, and the advice that you got was right. In general, watering from underneath uh, does help. Um, what sort of pot is it in? It's in, well, the pot that I bought it in, which is plastic. It's got holes in the bottom. Okay, that's good. But the, when I watered it, the water didn't seem to come up to the top. No. Of, you know, and I wondered why. Have you, have you, got, it, have you got it in a little plastic um, saucer, a little plastic tray? Yes. You do. Okay, so you, what you'll find is fill that uh, saucer up with water, and over a couple of days um, it, the, the water will rise up um, th- through the plant. Yeah. And uh, do you think it'll come back? I, the cyclamen in general are pretty pretty tough. You know, they 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 react quickly to um, non watering or, or over watering, and you will get that very droopy leaf effect very quickly. Um, but as soon as you've uh, got that solved, that m- amount of water you're giving it, they will perk up uh, very very quickly. Yeah. Well, there's no water in this in this holder now. Hmm. So does that mean that uh, 
Okay. Do, I let it sit in the water. Yeah. Take. Do me a favor. Take take your index finger and go and push it into the soil um, from the top, and push that down about an inch in, into the soil and see if the tip of your index finger is is. I'm sorry. I didn't get what you said. Oh. Go, take take your index finger, go yeah. over to the the cyclamen and push it into the top of the soil. Yeah. All right, about an inch down, and and see if you can feel some moisture on the on the tip of your finger, and that will tell you that's a good indication that that you're doing it right. But it does have to be watered from the bottom. Ideally, it does. Yes, yeah, and and uh, I, I think you're doing everything right. But just try that little finger test to see if uh, there, there is water actually in the soil itself. Okay. Alrighty. I'll try that. And if I if I can't survive it, can I hold the plant till it blooms again? Uh, yes. It's you know you can. It's it's a it's a bulb. Um, you only bought it three weeks ago, right? Yes. Yeah. I I would be sort of going back to the place you bought it and having a little chat with oh, them. Yes, I did. It was a nursery. Yes. Okay. And uh, they said they don't have any more in and won't get any in until the Christmas. Mm. But they might, you know, they, to keep you happy, they might give you a credit possibly. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, Dorothy. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Uh, so as we say uh, bye-bye to uh, Dorothy and thank her for the call, I'll repeat the phone numbers because uh, now we got a couple of lines open, okay? In Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Dennis Flanagan in for Charlie Dobbin today. And let's go up to uh, Kempenfelt Bay. Well, near there anyway, around the Barrie area. That's where Anne is calling. Calling from. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. Hi, Ann. Are you? Have you got any rain down there? Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, right at the moment, yeah, it looks awfully dark, though, doesn't it? Oh but yes. I, it's not quite coming down yet. I don't believe that. That has been the subject of oh, the year, though. Lord, there's, yeah. there's, there's <laughs> no <laughs> question. That and Sean Spicer. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he's gone. He's toast. Both, <laughs> yeah. Both both wet behind the ears. <laughs> Uh, I think he's crying a lot. <laughs> how can, how um, can we help you, Evelyn? I have a hawthorn that uh, has a blight of some kind, mm-hmm. and it's pretty grim. Yes, yeah. And uh, there it is. There's there's the subject. Back back to how wet it's been this year. All fungus diseases are, are spread by wet conditions, um, and you couldn't have had a worst season for spreading um, either fungus or, or black spot on, on plants. Hawthorn have always had um, a reputation of, of having... Uh, fungus diseases, black spot diseases for, for a long time. In, in fact, there was a time several years ago that nurseries almost stopped selling hawthorns because of, because of that problem. Really? Um, and there really isn't anything that you can spray on it to, to help. Um, so it's a matter, I hate to t- say, of just waiting it out. Hope, hopefully uh, by August we get some nice sunny bright days and well, is and it possible that it will recover because it, you know it's losing all its leaves yeah it that's that's the that's the difficult question so what happens is yes it will recover the first season it may recover the second season but if it doesn't have foliage if it doesn't have leaves over three summers that's when you're going to have serious problems. That's when it's likely okay. not going to come back. And that's why some of I the... I don't need to chop it down yet. Not yet, no. Um, so see it through for the year. 
Um, make sure you've done some deep root fertilizing before uh, next spring, and let's see if we can get uh, a drier year in 2018. Oh, man, we hope um, so. And, and, oh, it and didn't bloom this year, which... It didn't. It didn't. No. no. Ouch. Um, mm. Mm. So deep root fertilizing... Um, We'll all cross our fingers for a dry year next year, and let's see if we can get some new growth uh, bursting out on it. And, uh, May I yeah. ask one more question? Mm-hmm. Whoops. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to ask you, Ann, if you would, just call back, and I'm sure you'll be able to get back in. We we can only have one call per person. I as we know, Okay. I know. I just, <laughs> Bless I your heart. Well, you know, Patrolman Proctor pulling you off to the side and almost gave you a ticket. But <laughs> okay, thank you no. for thanks for calling in the first time around, and make it uh, right. two calls in one day, okay? okay. That'd be, I'll, I'll keep my eye open on the lines there. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, I, you know, I will. <laughs> yeah, think I, I'm John Spicer, the way it's going here. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Ann, up in Barry. Uh, there's a lady in Burlington, Evelyn, who has a question for you here. Good morning, Evelyn. Good morning, Frank. Yep, Hello. go ahead. Hi. Yeah, go right ahead. I'm a first-time caller. Oh, my golly. Here we are. There you go. Thank you. Well, my daughter has, has a white hydrangea, and uh, it didn't bloom for the last two years, but this year it, it has bloomed, and it's bloomed pink and blue. Oh, wow. Uh, and on one blossom, it's pink and blue. And we can't figure out whatever happened to it. Yeah, this this definitely is the year of the hydrangea question. There's mm. no question about it. Have um, you ever heard of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, happen, it happens all the time. Um, hydrangeas are uh, such a strange plant that way, and they react to soil conditions very quickly. Um, the, the the good. I don't think I've ever seen hydrangeas better this year than any oh, other. They're beautiful. Oh, aren't they fantastic? Oh, they're beautiful. And I think that you know, although many plants have have uh, reacted badly to all the wet <laughs> conditions, uh, hydrangeas are completely the opposite. You know, if they don't get enough water, they 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 uh, are toast very quickly. So. Well, what would cause them to change color? Uh, like likelihood soil conditions, uh, that's usually, no, usually number one. Sometimes you're growing it near uh, pine trees or yeah, other no, sorts. No, no pine tree. No. I, I googled that too, and it said that, but it, there's no pine trees near it. No, it turned this color. Yeah, trying to color so beautiful. No matter what, but I just wondered if you had any idea why this would have happened. Yeah, do, does your daughter do any fertilizing? No, but they did put uh, wood chips on the on the ground a couple of years ago. Ah, well, you see there. The, so the 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 question about the pine trees or the evergreens is okay. is because they can change the acidity in the soil, and and so can mulch. Um, yeah. So you're just taking you know the the pine mulch or the cedar mulch. And that automatically is is going to have uh, an effect on the acidity in the source. That could have done it. You never know. No. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank, thank Evelyn, you. Evelyn, thanks for joining us here this morning. Have on, a great day. Uh, thank you very much. You have a wonderful weekend as well. Uh, there's Jean just over uh, over toward High Park. Good morning, Jean. How are you? Sir, yes, I have too many Colorado beetles on my ground. Well, don't give them to me. <laughs> 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 and black spot too. Yeah. So what I should do it? Uh, is it really bad, Jean? Yeah. Very bad. Yes, they eating leaves and and uh, I spray uh, something like uh, dish soap and mm-hmm. doesn't help much. No. What it- I should do it? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, I I think if it's that bad an infestation, I I would actually be calling calling in a professional company. Um, it, you know, there's very little you can do 
uh, as a homeowner. Um, but if you're really worried about it, I, I would get on the phone and, and, and phone in a lawn, a lawn care um, and tree and shrub uh, professional for them to come and have a look at the problem. Because um, you really don't want it to get any worse than what it is. Yeah, it sounds bad, doesn't uh, yeah, it? Yeah, it does, does sound bad. Um, and, and good for you, good for trying uh, the soap solutions, but at this point that it's probably not going to do much. So um, put, your, put your mind at ease a little bit and get some professional advice to have a, have a, have a look at the problem. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, they're they flying all over the place. Oh, yeah. Mm. Have, you got, have you got any uh, linden trees on the property, do you know? I know there's linden trees in Hyde Park. Oh, on Hyde Park? Yeah. I said, no, no. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know where, uh, but anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. I should go to a flower shop and, and ask y- him. Yeah, get a, get, a, get a connection of who they, they'd recommend or, or go to the Landscape yeah. Ontario website and put in your postal code and, and get, get, get someone out to have a look at the problem. It's, it's too many created and, and yep. cover up the, the flowers. I have beautiful lilies and everything. Oh, oh boy, yeah. Like, Crazy. Yeah, you don't want yeah, to lose that. Yeah, you're best to, as Dennis was saying, uh, you're best to get some professional help to get rid of those things because yeah. that's not good, no. Thanks for calling. Okay, uh, thanks, Amelia. Okay, take care, Jean. Okay, yeah, um, let's see. I think maybe we should head toward a little bit of a break here. Uh, Dennis Flanagan sitting in for Charlie Dobbin. She's up in uh, up in Yukon, for heaven's sakes, uh, going to a wedding. And I, I presume the wedding is today. No, normally it's on Saturdays. She, I think she left uh, town on Wednesday. Yeah. And she hasn't been up there in years and years and years, so she's probably having a good time. And are you sober, uh, Charlie? <laughs> oh, oh, did I say that? Oh, good heavens. Oh, we're going to be back in just a couple of moments to say hi to Marianne here in Toronto after these words on Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, it's always a delight to uh, work with Dennis Flanagan from Landscape Ontario in covering for uh, Charlie. And uh, by the way, I just thought I'd better mention Charlie's email address in case there are you know folks out there who want to send a note to her uh, for next uh, week when she comes in. Her address is C. Dot Dobbin, that's D-O-B-B-I-N, at mzmedia.com. There, we got that all covered off. And the phone line's here in Toronto, 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll-free, of course, 1-866-744-740. And as indicated before the break here, let's go to Marianne here in Toronto. Hi, Marianne, how are you doing? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, I have a suggestion uh, for the lady with the uh, sick. Cyclamen. Mm. Uh, they are a cold, loving plant. That's why they come out around Christmas. Mm. Uh, you water them with cold water, and in the summer they kind of die down to about nothing. But they will revive if uh, you keep them out of the heat and out of the sun. Yes, and yeah. they yeah. like a cold windowsill. Yes, um, you absolutely. Do you know in, uh, during the break, Frank was just saying, commenting. How generous gardeners are with with sharing information, wouldn't you? Wouldn't mm-hmm, you absolutely. Yeah. And uh, here's a here's a great case. What what super uh, fellow gardening tips there? That was that was wonderful. And you're absolutely right. That those the cyclamen are, are are cool weather plants. Um, if you grow them outside, you have to you know keep them in the shade uh, for that reason. 
Um, so, yeah, thank you. I hope that listener is listening to, to your advice. And if Charlie doesn't come back, you can come in as the permanent host. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm still an amateur. But I've, I've kept uh, Cyclamen going uh, for several years. Good for you. And just let them go dormant uh, in the heat, and they pop up again when it, the weather gets cool. They do. Wow. Pl- plants, plants are very clever yep. things, aren't they? They they yeah. just react to Mother Nature. Yeah. yeah. Excellent, now, Marianne. My question is, um, uh, what should I do with my peonies? My uh, neighbor cuts the uh, seed buds off, and I don't. And mm-hmm. I don't know which is the right way to do them. Yeah, that's uh, and and like many many gardening questions, how to prune roses, whether to take uh, seed heads off of peonies. Uh, there's there's always a um, differing opinion. A differing opinion. Yeah. Uh, I personally uh, take them off in in my garden simply because I just don't like the look of them. Uh-huh. Um, when you when you look at some research, they say it can uh, help the health of the plant by re- removing the spent blooms or the seed heads. So. I, I do it for aesthetic purposes, and, and uh, I, 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 I'd be on your side of the fence on this one, I think. <laughs> well, uh, both, you know, she does one thing and I do the other, and yet they both, the peonies still survive. Well, yep, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to uh, harm them e- either way. And, and as I say, I just do it for the, for the looks, tidying up the garden, you know, that kind of thing. Right, deadheading them. Deadheading them, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, if if anyone wants to see what I think is the the most fantastic peony display, it's in Oshawa. Uh, Oshawa has a peony festival every year. Oh. Uh, mark it down on your calendars. Uh, it is absolutely stunning. Um, busloads of people come every every May to see the peony. Oh, it's festival. in May. Yeah. Ah. So just wow. go- just Google it, um, and it's right in the heart of Oshawa, and is well worth a visit. Well, thank you for that information. Thanks, Marianne. Thank- a- appreciate the call. Thanks for calling. All righty. Bye-bye now. Bye. All right. We are uh, here on The Garden Show with uh, Dennis Flanagan. I was just going to say with Charlie. But Char- no, she, yeah. I look around. She's not here. She's why, don't not we, here. why don't we mix it up and be Charlie Flanagan and yeah. Den- Dennis Dobbin. That has <laughs> that, there you go. <laughs> Dennis Dobbin. Wow. <laughs> All right. Wanda in Scarborough. Welcome to The Garden Show. Hi, Wanda. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I wondered about putting uh, sheep manure for the uh, raspberry canes, but I have a little bit of mulch down. So now do I try to take away as much mulch as possible from around the plants or... um, How do I handle that? Yeah, good good question. I don't think you can put... um, any uh, enough good stuff around raspberry plants, particularly this time time of year. Uh, what I would be doing is I would be putting a, um, a two inch deep layer of the sheep manure. Good choice, well done. And uh, and then actually reapply mulch on top of it. The mulch that you've left underneath the manure will simply just compost naturally into the ground and and will become part of that part of that manure. So. Um, it will be like Christmas to those raspberries, actually, if you if you do both. Oh, good. So I can put the mulch that I want to put this year on top. Yeah. And how big a ring do I put around, you say, two inches? Uh, two inches deep, uh, and you want to come out about 15 inches around the plant. Oh, really? 
Yeah, because because what what you've got to visualize, and that's the tough thing, is is we all know what plants look like above the ground. Yeah. It's hard to visualize what they look like below the ground, um, and so raspberries tend to have a, a, a bit of a horizontal spread. So you'll have to go out about fifteen inches uh, to get to the feeder roots of the plant. Ah, all right. Oh, I've got to pull out the weeds that are coming through, though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Putting you to work. Oh, dear. All right. I appreciate that. Thanks, Thank Wanda. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great day, and thanks for joining us here on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Hey, over there in Burlington is Yvonne. Good morning, Yvonne. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Hi, guys. Morning. Uh, it's Yvonne. I've called before. Morning. Um, about an aspidistra before anyways i'd like to know about creeping charlie how do i get rid of that thing well we got rid of it we sent it to the yukon (laughs) 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 i i hate i hate to spread the bad the bad news but it is such a tough plant to get a hold of you can try you know uh, number one attack it early as soon as you see it uh, you know uh, physically uh, pull it out um, when I say pull, try to use the other P word, which is pry it out. The more you pull and break it, 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 it actually likes that and it in- increases uh, oh, yeah. its spread. You're helping it, yeah. Yeah, you're pruning it. So try and pry it out. Um, some people, um, you know, d- do use uh, whatever herbicide they can get and, and will use a paintbrush. Um, oh, and this is all through the lawn, though. It's all through. Right oh now. dear! Wow. Yeah. yeah, we can get a head on it. <laughs> yeah, that's so. <laughs> what about uh, that horticulture vinegar I hear about? Yes, that or beet juice will 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 help. Um, mm-hmm. Will it uh, kill the grass too? No, it doesn't. It attacks broad oh. broadleaf uh, weeds. Um, it's it's probably the toughest weed to control. Um, so this year it's maintaining it. Next year. Um, try to get out there as early as you can, identify it, and, and, and remove it You know, very uh, early, as early in the year as you can before it takes hold. Um, and, and lawn care companies will tell you the more overseeding, the more t- uh, top dressing that you can do uh, to strengthen the lawn, it'll, it'll crowd out other, other species. Yeah. So. yeah, this is in a week long lawn between two, seed, or two birch trees, so it's never been very thick. Mm. How do I get a hold of the, uh, the vinegar? Or the um, formula. Sure. Yeah, it's you got to make sure you're getting horticultural vinegar, not the fish and chip vinegar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go to go to a garden center, and they should be able to um, supply horticultural vinegar for you. And that should help it not kill yeah. the grass and the bugs and everything. Uh, yeah, it 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 should help. Um, I'm I'm guessing that this fall, if you can do some top dressing, do some grass seed, that next year well. you're going to really benefit. Okay, well, thanks so much for your help. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. Oh, and by the way, Dennis Dob- Dobbin has a really nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? A little alliterative factor there. Dennis oh, yeah. Dobbin. Hey, thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye now. All right. We have to take a little bit of a break here, but we're coming back to say hi to Emma in Bolton in just moments here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. 
This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And we've renamed our special guest host, Dennis Dobbin, uh, <laughs> Dennis Flanagan from Landscape Ontario. And as promised, let's go out to Bolton to say hi and good morning to Emma. Welcome to the show, Emma. Yes, good morning. Morning. I've been with the cucumber beetles for a few years, <laughs> been mm. battling them. I actually stopped growing cucumbers and squash for a while, for a couple of years. Yeah, last year wasn't that bad, but now it's back full force again. Mm. I go yeah. out and pick them every morning, and but they still come back the next day. They do, eh? Yeah. Ah, that's a t- that's a tough so one because once once. Yeah, once they've kind of settled into an area, it's very tough to get them out. So, um, quick question for you: um, Have have would, did you plant the cucumbers in the same spot as you did the last time? No, I didn't. Well, no, no good. Well, you did the right thing. Country garden, actually, I went way over the other side of my country property to put them this year, and this. And they still found you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, do you do you uh, do you let your cucumbers lay on on the soil itself, or do you do you get them? I have sticks, believe it or not. I stake them all up. You stake them up. Good. So is that bad or? <laughs> Man, you know you're doing everything everything right. No, I know. I found neem oil, and then I found out that neem oil is not good for butterflies. So, but it does it doesn't even work anyway. Mm-hmm. You've moved location. You've you've staked the staked them off the ground. Yeah. Uh, have you have you used any of the insecticidal soaps? I've done the soap, yes. I've yeah. Done this, uh, done yeah. <laughs> okay. Have Have you tried the ammonia trick? No. Okay. No. So that's what? a soil drench treatment that you might want to try. So, one part ammonia to ten parts water early in the season. Um, you you soak you soak the ground with it, um, and okay. sometimes that works. One to ten. Yeah, right. one to ten, and early in the season you soak soak the ground with it, and uh, I've I've heard good good responses about that, um, oh. and 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 again as Frank mentioned, what a what a generous community the the gardening community is, and if anyone's listening, and we we've we've missed any solution here for cucumber beetle, please uh, chip in. Yeah, uh, exactly. Let us know. Um, okay. Thanks. Thank Okay, Emma, thank you very much. Uh, for the second time of the show now, I'm going to reach for the uh, bell because we have a first-time caller. That is for Donna in Guelph. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. How are you? Good, Hi, thanks. Donna. Did you s- just sprout some wings, Donna? <laughs> yeah. I did so. Good stuff. <laughs> Always knew I was an angel. <laughs> well said. <laughs> uh, what I was calling about is I would like to grow some dahlias, and I had planted some tubers last year and didn't have any luck with them coming up. So okay. then I got some more this year, and one has come up. Mm. But it's very small. It has one flower bud on it, mm. and something is eating the leaves. Oh, yeah. Probably. It, yeah. Is there something that's like particularly like daily leaves? Yeah, probably earwigs. Um, that would be my, my first guess. Um, There's quite big chunks out of it. Yeah, yeah, you got big earwigs. Um, at the oh. <laughs> I, well, I know I have rabbits around here, and I wondered if that's what they It are. could be. They tend to sort of take the whole leaf and, and chomp it. Earwigs nibble at it, and they do it at night, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get back to the actual success of dahlias, you've got to have uh, a really a deep, uh, very generous, organic, humus, composty type bed. 
um, for, for them to be successful in. So make sure, you know, you're going down 15, 18 inches, getting lots of compost, organic matter into that bed because, you know, that's what they're going to enjoy um, if and when you, you try a, a, a new, uh, a new let uh, set next year. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Don't don't um, <laughs> always buy very good quality tubers, uh, dahlia tubers. Um, the bigger, the better. Um, the the firmer, the better. Um, uh, you're going to get much better results. So try try and get a good good source for those. So you think it's the earwigs that's eating the little I do. plant that I've got? That, yeah, that would be my my first guess. So I would unclip those wings that Frank gave you and bash <laughs> bash those earwigs with. <laughs> Actually, uh, is there something that'll keep the earwigs away from us? Well, uh, Charlie, we were talking about this last week. I yeah. think it was that you get uh, rubber hose. Yep, and just put that out overnight. Let those little devils yep. crawl in there, and then in the morning you have a pail of water and you empty that hose yep. of all the earwigs and dump them in and drown them. Yep. And that's basically the, one of the, the best ways to get but rid of them, I understand. The, the best oh, way. Oh, like a piece of garden hole. Yeah. Yeah, just eight, eight inches long, lay, laid around uh, where the dahlias are, and at night uh, they will, uh, by the hundreds, crawl into that tube. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kind of okay. creepy, eh? <laughs> well, maybe I'll try roses next year. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your help. Thank I appreciate you. Thank that. you, Donna. Don't be a stranger. The door is always open here at the Garden Show. And, gee, we're just about fresh out of time. The uh, uh, Corner Garage guys, or Dave and the gang, Alan, are going to become flying into the studios momentarily. So I just want to take a moment to say a, a sincere thank you to Dennis Flanagan from Landscape Ontario. And once again, that website is landscapeontario.com. Yes, sir. Good. Check it out if you need advice on anything to do with the, the outdoors, basically. That's the place to go, and we really appreciate it, Dennis. Uh, we'll have to get out golfing again, hey, too. Hey, yeah, that'd be great, yeah. Frank. Thank I, you. Uh, during uh, one of the commercial breaks there, I checked my phone. There was a message on it. Mm-hmm. Now that Charlie's called in from oh. the Yukon. No, it turned out it's uh, my my firewood guy, Mark Giles, <laughs> from uh, from Kennedy Road. There, just checking in. Actually, we we called on a, a panic situation because our washer dryer's kind of given up the ghost. And Mark's one of those guys who knows does, everybody does, and does everything. Yeah, yeah. So with luck, we'll get it fixed. <laughs> but I know I got to get fixed up for more firewood in the winter anyway. Yeah, we'll yeah. have fun with Charlie next week when I she's back. Will do. Will you? And Nathaniel. Excellent job, my friend. First time round solo, and uh, he did just a super job. Meantime, uh, thank you very much, my friends. Uh, Frank Proctor here, and I'll be back this afternoon, 1 o'clock through 3.30. And uh, the show is called Live in the City. We have lots of stuff to talk about. Have a wonderful weekend. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.